Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. This is The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be making this part of your day. Thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Colin Cowherd. And guess what? Do you know what today is? You're like, it's Friday, dude. Relax. My boy Colin's not in. About to flip the channel. Easy. Do you know what today is? No, it's just not Tony, Tony, Tony. Union, it's our anniversary. No! August 25th. Ah, don't care about this. Post-Kobe Day, right? 824 is Kobe Day, not Kobe Day. Eight. It's a football Friday. We have actual, real college football games tomorrow. I mean, well, the biggest one is not played in the United States, and it's like a 30-point line. But nonetheless, you have made it. You have made it. You don't have to pretend to truly care if the Angels are going to trade or not trade Shohei Otani, right? Now, we try and figure out during the show what Shohei Otani is actually worth. You, you don't have to truly care about the drama of the NBA. Where's Damian Lillard going to play next year? We can get to what we really care about. And look, I love hoops, okay? but it's not really meaningful until it's meaningful, and it's not really meaningful Early in the year and definitely not in the offseason. Football, it feels like it just, once well, the SEC, it just means more. It does. does, does. And we have made it. Congratulations. You know what? Give yourself a little self-pat. Like you've, you've made it. You've made it through the summer. You're like, dude, I like summer. Summer's not over until the end of Labor Day. Like, eh, listen, fall's kind of better. You know? 
Because early part of fall, you still get the warm weather and then the humidity cuts much of the country. And I'm sure so many of you listening to us in the Midwest are like, dude, I would do anything, anything for fall weather right now, right? Kids are back in school. So you actually kind of have a life back, right? You got other things. They got their sports. You got things. So if you travel, you don't have to bring the kids. It's fall's awesome. And you've, whether it's fall or not, you have made it through summer. So give yourself a self pat. Doug Gottlieb been for Colin. It's the herd on Fox Sports Trade in the iHeartRadio app. Eric Mangini is mm, 15 minutes away. We'll get the Manginius and his thoughts on what we saw last night from two young quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett, Anthony Richardson, just to name two, um, as well as what he thinks of the Trey Lance, I guess, I don't, know, I don't want to say disaster, right? He's not a disaster. He's just, he's just a bust. He just hasn't been good enough considering... All that, all the resources lopped in in order to acquire him. But I, I also have a different way of looking at it than many people. Uh, we could be close to Jonathan Taylor going from the Colts to the Dolphins, as has been reported. Uh, ben Volan will join us in the second hour of the show. We'll try and figure out if if that's a real thing. And in the third hour of the show, we're going to try and figure out what the actual value for Shohei Otani is now, because. Previous to the second UCL injury, there were thoughts that it's upwards of five to six hundred million dollars for the greatest dual threat, you know, pitcher hitter we've seen even ever in baseball. But let's start with what we saw last night from Kenny Pickett. So if you're watching highlights, and that's probably a pretty good way if you're not a hardcore Steeler fan, you're watching and you've been listening to Colin has been echoing what I have heard, many have heard around the NFL. is like, you know, I think Pittsburgh's pretty good. And, and Pittsburgh struggled for the last couple years of the Ben Roethlisberger era, not just because Ben wasn't nearly as good as he used to be, right? Like part of what made Ben great was not just his talent of throwing the football, but we know he held it a little bit too long, but he was fearless. And late in his career, like most of these guys, and this is something to keep an eye on with, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Tom Brady, they like to get rid of it quick because no one really likes getting hit as a quarterback, but when you're in your late 30s, you really don't like getting hit. So it wasn't just that his skills had eroded because of age and wear and tear. His toughness had eroded because of wear and tear and taking so many shots for so many years. And they draft Kenny Pickett. And there are a lot of people, I think Colin would consider himself one, that, that questioned the Kenny Pickett draft choice. And I, I look at the Steelers like I look at the Apple iPhone 15. Have you guys heard that they're coming out with a, like another one? Another one. iPhone 15. And like, do I need it? Do we want it? Look, I don't know what's going to be great about the iPhone 15, right? Are they changing the charging? Do I have to buy a new charging cord? How do I? How long does the battery last? The new cameras? Okay, it's flushing. I don't even know all these things. But I mean, how many products has Apple delivered that aren't awesome, right? Especially iPhones. I mean, I remember when the iPad came out. I was like, okay, so it's a. Let me get this straight. It's basically an iPhone that you can't call out of. That's just bigger. Like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like, why do I need it? You guys have an iPad. They're awesome. They're really, and by the way, now you can call out of them. So they're kind of, yeah, they're just, they're, they're pretty awesome. And this, and, uh, oh God, here we go. Here we go with, 
I don't do Apple product guy. I'm a, I'm a Google guy. All right, fine. The point is that the Steelers have shown us time and again as an organization. I, I get you changed GMs a couple years ago. And if you look at the litany of talented players that they've bought in, brought in and refreshed their offense with, how they've rebuilt their offensive line, it stands to reason that they're going to figure it out. And it feels like with Kenny Pickett, the questions have been, can he be a star? Why do you need to be a star? You, as a as a guy on a rookie contract, you just had to be good, solid, deliver the mail, on time, on target. They got some big. T- they have some big time wide receivers. It feels like the rebuilt offensive line, the rebuilt running game is real. And if he's just good, what you don't know what you're going to get. Mike Tomlin could take a pile of junk and make it into a nine win team. He's as good as anybody we've seen at motivating men to perform at a level above whatever their cohesive talent is. They've, they've survived losing Antonio Brown and like, look, Antonio Brown's Looney Tunes, but he was crazy talented and that disrailed that derailed their team. And the last couple years of big Ben weren't great, but you couldn't like, you couldn't get rid of big Ben because he had earned the right to kind of call his own exodus And you found Kenny Pickett and you really, and the thing that I like about the Kenny Pickett draft choice, I didn't love that. I didn't know how great he could be or how, you know, there's not a lot. There's, there's just not the wow factor of some of these other guys. But if a guy plays in your city, plays in your building, you know him, you know what you're going to get. And so oftentimes, and I would actually point to the biggest reason why Zach Wilson has failed and Trey Lance has failed. And, and by the way, failure in your first spot as a quarterback does not always mean you're going to be a failure. I mean, Sam Darnold appears and he's going to be a backup, but I think he'll get a shot at some point in San Francisco. But I mean, we've seen Vinny Testaverde. We've seen you go through. There have been other quarterbacks that have gotten additional opportunities after first failures. But the, the, the point is, if I were to pinpoint the reason, the most likely reason that two franchises, especially the Niners, whiffed on Trey Lance is that was the COVID year. You know? You're like, well, what's the big deal? The COVID year in the Big Ten, Northwestern was good. Michigan and Penn State were awful. I mean, that, that's, that's how upside down college football was Trey Lance played one game at and he's a FBS that's division one double a level player plus you couldn't be around him on campus you couldn't really get to know who he is and the number one thing in especially quarterbacks is you got to know who these guys are because they got to lead a franchise of guys that are older than them more accomplished than them and they have to earn their respect and then when they get the respect earned they have to learn how to handle all that adulation I don't know if Kenny Pickett's ever an all-pro or even a pro bowler. I don't have expectations that he'll be as good as, as Ben Roethlisberger was. It should be pointed out that when Ben Roethlisberger, when they won their first Super Bowl, if you remember, and Jerome Bettis is from Detroit, Antoine Randall threw the best touchdown pass in that Super Bowl. And he was a converted quarterback, was a wide receiver. This is all part of how Pittsburgh does things. They build great rosters. 
They just do. They just figure it out. It's like a math problem. Like, you know, at the end of the day, they use maybe their own equation, but they figure it out. That's why they're a historically significant and successful franchise. And they've been good in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s, in the 2000s, in the 2010s. Why? Because they figure out who our coach is. They have stability there. Their front office is usually very stable. And Kenny Pickett is, do I, Kenny Pickett is, uh, you walk into the Apple store, you're like, ah, my phone, do you want to upgrade to the the new 15? Like, I don't know. Yeah, you do. Why? Because it's going to be good. It's going to be a good product. There's new stuff on it. It'll, the battery will last longer and you'll, they'll, they, they figured it out. You don't have all those smart people in a room up in Northern in Silicon Valley. They didn't figure it out. I wish I could give you a more detailed analysis on his throwing motion. It doesn't matter. And in a division where you have big name superstar quarterbacks, Joe Burrow. I mean, whatever you think of Deshaun Watson now, he, he, he did have the biggest and still remains the longest guaranteed contract in the history of the sport for at least partially because of his talents. And Lamar Jackson, who up until uh, the Justin Herbert contract, I believe, was not the highest paid quarterback, was right there. He's been a league MVP. And yet, you can, I don't know which games, but you can chalk the Steelers up for nine, and you and it feels like with Kenny Pickett, you might be on 10, 11, or 12, or maybe even 13 because of the roster, and he's good and getting better. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Eric Mangini joining us. Of course, uh, a former head coach of the Jets and the Browns, longtime assistant, Patriots, uh, Niners. He joins us in the herd on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, a lot of things I want to get to uh, get with you, Eric, about. Um, watch Kenny Pickett some last night. I've, I've been told by so many around the league, like, hey, Pittsburgh seems to figure out their offensive line. Got some talent there. Um, ceiling and floor. What, year two of Kenny Pickett, what do you think? hard to, to say where he is right now, Doug. When you look at him last year, he played pretty early on in his rookie season, struggled struggled initially, you know, and even at the end of the year, when you look at his numbers, they weren't great. He threw seven touchdowns, which, which isn't very prolific at all, and nine picks. The good news for Pittsburgh is most of those interceptions were in the early part of his starts, and they did win a significant amount of games late in the season, so they seem to have gotten things somewhat figured out. Uh, they've had a good preseason. I know he looked good last night. He was playing against the backups. He should, you know, ideally look at look the way that that he did. But it's it's the the jump from year one to year two, and and what the expectation is and how they're going to use them. I think is going to determine a lot of his floor and ceiling. I don't. I don't know if he's going to jump from seven touchdowns to 25 touchdowns from year one to year two, and I don't know if they want to try to put that pressure on him. But if they if they will just be satisfied with incremental growth and progress, which it seems like he made during the course of last season, and the expectations don't shoot to the roof, then I, I think he's got a chance, and they've got a chance to at least – make a lot of noise in the division and, and, you know, potentially the playoffs. It's a, it's a really interesting and a usually impressive division. You know, I, what I find weird is we went like five straight off seasons, nonstop on some level talking about the Browns, right? <laughs> I mean, from when they were awful to when they drafted Baker to all the ups and downs with Baker to last year when they, they made the move and they went and, and paid for Deshaun. And I don't know whether it's Deshaun's, the Houston stuff, I think that's some of it. Also, they, they weren't particularly good, and he wasn't really particularly good last year. I don't know what it is, but, I mean, I I haven't found a way to organically talk about the Browns, and no one else has. Um, what, we, we The Ravens are going to rework their offense. They seem talented, but I don't know how that looks. The, the, the Bengals have a ton of talent, especially offensively, and this is kind of the last year, last window year before you have to, you know, re-up, extend Burrow, and some of that money becomes live. We talked about this. What about the Browns? Why are they the least discussed team maybe in the NFL right now? So I I live in Cleveland, Doug, and I've lived here for for a long time. I have a lot of friends who are diehard Browns fans, and their kids are, and it's difficult. It's difficult for them to get their heads around it because – 
They they really struggle with all the off the field issues. They struggle with how it was resolved. They struggled with how he was rewarded, even though he had all those things. So that that's part of it. But yet they have this deep love for the team, so, so they don't know how to feel. And I think the media, in a lot of ways, re- reflects the, the the fans. But if you look at it from a purely football perspective, he's got such a great chance to pop even more so than Aaron Rodgers and, and Russell Wilson in the second act. This is a guy who's in, he's in the prime of his career. And when he last played a, a full season in Houston, it was like 33 touchdowns and seven picks. It was, it was impressive. It was 106 or 109 quarterback rating. One of the best quarterback ratings uh, of all time. So, so he has a chance to be really good. And he has a chance to be really good because he's also been in the program for a full year. He was able to play those games last season, so he's he's got that rust knocked off of him. He's not dealing with the intense scrutiny that he was dealing with, and the expectations are so low for him that it's not like the Browns of the past where they went in with these high expectations. There's really very limited expectation with them. So yeah. to me, they as a team collectively are positioned to... to easily fight for for winning the division if he can get anywhere close to where he was when he was in Houston. Because the running game is going to be really good. The offensive line is going to be really good. The defense should be improved with with adding Jim Schwartz and and the things that he brings from a veteran defensive coordinator perspective. There's a lot of stuff to like about the Browns, but everybody's a little bit apprehensive to to cheer for the, the star player. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a very weird place to be, and I I I agree with you. Um, <clears throat> Jonathan Taylor, there is obviously wants to be traded. They've allowed him to have discussions. Apparently, the Dolphins uh, have made an offer that has been pushed back on by the Colts, but that would tend to make me make you feel they're you're not going to trade for Jonathan Taylor unless you're going to pay Jonathan Taylor, right? And he wants to reset the running back market, which is that's Christian McCaffrey's sixteen million. First for the Dolphins, what do you think of the the of that move if it gets consummated? Well, when when you have an opportunity this late in the preseason to get a really good player, you, you have to look at it regardless of, of what type of depth that you have. You, you have to you have to consider it. And in that division, there has been been an arms race, and, and New England should be better with them sorting out their their coordinator issues and, and not all the distractions of sort of the experiment from, from last year and the Jets adding Aaron Rodgers as good as they were. There's a lot of things in that division that force you to look at opportunities to improve even more than you would maybe normally. You're right, though. You're going to have to not only give up the draft capital, but you're going to have to pay them a significant amount. Now, the player, if he is really determined to get out of there, he's going to have to give some ground, too. He may not reset the, the, the running back market if he truly wants to get out of there, but that's, that's the decision that, that he's going to have to make. You can't, you can't get every single thing that you want when you're trying to force a trade in August unless a team is absolutely desperate or there's, there's multiple suitors. But I understand it from, from Miami's perspective, I understand it from from his perspective and, and from the Colts as well. I think it's disappointing for for the Colts to 
to be in the spot, and Anthony Richardson would benefit so much from having Jonathan Taylor there. I mean, that, that whole equation changes dramatically if he's playing for the Colts, and his ability, Richardson's ability to be effective, changes dramatically if he's playing for the Colts. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about Richardson? You know, I, I feel like there's going to be some highs and fun, but some lows. I don't know many wins. But I mean, he is just an absolute fun watch. But does does what? What's your perception of what this year will bring? It has a little bit of a of a Justin Fields uh, kind of feel to it, in the sense that I think he can he can make a lot of exciting plays. He can he can put him in games and make him competitive in situations where maybe they they shouldn't be, but. It's it's boomer bust, it's, it, and and that's the player that they took was a boomer bust player with with such little experience, and so I think he had you know less completions over the course of his entire career than Tom Brady had last year, last season. So so you're talking about not only inexperience but extreme inexperience with with great upside. You're you're right. It it should be a really fun watch. I, I liked a lot of the things that I saw from him preseason in terms of the way that he ran the offense. Um, they were up-tempo quite a bit, which put pressure on the defense. They used some quarterback-driven runs. They did a lot of things that should make him, or at least give him the opportunity to be really successful. But there's going to be some poor decision-making, and there's going to be some throws that sail over wide receivers' head and wide-open back heads. And and there's going to be times where people are completely frustrated with what he does, but then you're going to get the upside of those wild plays and and some games that you win that you probably shouldn't, but he just sort of wills it to happen or his ability allows it to happen. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Fire, and we have a brand new fantasy football podcast called "I Want Your Flex." Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sit, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Eric Mangini is joining us, a former head coach of the Jets, obviously former head coach of the Cleveland Browns, longtime assistant in the National Football League. Uh, and he's joining us in the herd. I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Colin. You know, uh, this is this is interesting to me. Um, obviously, Trey Lance, it looks like if they can't trade him, maybe they release him. Maybe they keep him as a third quarterback, but it just it feels like that that won't happen. Um, and he's seen as a bust, a, a missed draft pick. Um I try, I've, I've made the point on my show, and maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. I, I get that they missed, but there's, there's two parts to it that should be mentioned. One, despite the miss, they still went to the NFC Championship game, and you know if they have a healthy quarterback, they might have gone to a Super Bowl. So it, it speaks to everybody makes mistakes. It's how do you fill out your roster despite those mistakes, and that's a, obviously a gigantic mistake in terms of the resources. put. But the second part is, how the COVID year really affected that draft, right? Like Jamar Chase was great, but he didn't play football that year. So you had to take a little risk there. Whereas Zach Wilson and um, and Trey Lance, you know, Zach Wilson, they didn't play against anybody. So it was hard to gauge. And Trey Lance played one game. In your mind, 
I don't necessarily want to give John Lynch a pass, but how much did the COVID year affect the erratic uh, percentage of wins in that, especially in that first round? Well, I, I don't know if you can say that Trey Lance is a, is a bust right now. I don't, I don't think that there's, has there really been a fair assessment of, of how he plays? He, he sits the first year. Was he play a little bit of the first game in, in the second year, and now he's relegated to a third quarterback role. I, you wonder, was there a rift in, in terms of taking initially where maybe Shanahan wanted somebody different and, and John decided to go with Trey Lance and when you know he, they tried to force him in that second year and move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, but he gets hurt, and then Brock Purdy hits, and you've got a reason... To, to, to keep pushing him back, but how do you how do you assess what you have? Because obviously you felt extremely good about what he could do when you drafted him, and now without playing him almost at all, you, you label him as as a bust. That it's just hard. It's hard to to get your head around that. Now they have more information than, than any of us have because they're in the room with him day in and day out. But there's a lot of quarterbacks that take time to develop. There's a lot of quarterbacks that get better with playing football. There's a lot of quarterbacks that when you cater the system around them, they improve and, and they, they give you their best self. And, and he really hasn't had the opportunity to prove that he's any good or, or any bad. And, and, yeah, he played in preseason games. But, of course, Sam Darnold should look way better than he does. Sam Darnold's got so much more experience. He's got so much more play time. If he didn't look better than Trey Lance, that that would be problematic in my mind. So it's the whole situation is is uh, you know unfortunate if you're if you're a San Francisco fan or you're you're part of the organization, but then you're also extremely lucky that you took Brock Purdy on a on a whim late in the draft. I mean, as late in the draft as you could possibly get. Yeah, literally the literally the last pick. Literally the last. Yeah, pick. you. It was it was a it's a lottery pick type choice. Anytime you take those quarterbacks in the late rounds, it's it's like a lottery pick. You where if it hits, great. If it doesn't hit, it's not that big a deal. Last thing, you you live the Favre thing. You coached him, but people do forget you guys are nine and three. He gets hurt, tries to play through injury. It it, it didn't end well. Um. Feels like a different scenario with this this Jets team. Um, really good roster, but the questions are in the offensive line. And, you know, now it's like, well, Dwayne, Dwayne Brown's back. Like, he's 39 years old. Can he play 17 games and play 17 games well? What You, you got a chance to see the Jets, talk to some people. What, what, if you best guess, how's the Jets thing go? Well, this, this, is, this is, in my mind, radically different than my experience with Brett in the sense that we got Brett during the preseason. He actually showed up while we are playing the Browns in a preseason game. They got Aaron in the offseason. They have a coordinator that he's worked with. They have a system that he's worked in. You know, it's his system. They have guys that he's played with. So all those things should lead to even an even better situation than what we had with Brett. And Brett played really well for us. So, so if, if that's the bar when the guy comes in during training camp, I would imagine it should be even higher for, for where where Aaron came in. And and I know the offensive line is, is 
not where they want it to be, and, and I get that, but they spent capital on it. Two of the top five highest-paid guys are offensive linemen. They've drafted two guys with a number one. They've drafted another guy with a, with a number two, and they can sit there and beat up on the offensive line, but that's not going to be very productive. You know, they, they've, got a, they've got three solid running backs. I like Michael Carter. I like Brees Hall. And, and now you add Dalvin Cook to that mix. They've got the fourth-best defense last year. They lost a lot of games close. And the reality for, for Robert Sala is if they don't go deep into the playoffs and, and arguably win the division and go deep into the playoffs, then he's probably going to be looking for another job. That, that's the reality. When you spend that kind of money and, and, and draft capital on, on going to get Aaron Rodgers, and then you double down and you pay out $7 million to Dalvin Cook in, in August, yeah, Woody's all in. Woody's all in, and and if they don't go deep, and then they have a they have as good a chance as anybody. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is, is a year removed from being back to back MVP. It, it's not like it's not like he he was MVP, you know, seven years ago. Eric, great stuff, man. Um, I, obviously, you provide incredible perspective, especially on the Jets thing, but on the on the rest of the league as well. Man, have a great weekend. It's a football weekend, college football on TV. I uh, hope the boys are well, and I appreciate you joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Awesome. Thank you, Doug. You have a great weekend, too. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1 800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Pacific. Something really fascinating happened in Major League Baseball this week. And when you say, dude, come on, it's football season. I got it. But Shohei Otani was a once-in-every-generation player. And when I say was, you're like, wait a second, dude. He's not retiring. He's not dead. He's going to be a free agent. He's going to play more baseball. True. He's already suffered one UCL tear that ended up uh, costing him to miss like a year and a half pitching. And uh, he had Tommy John surgery. And he's come back last year. He was an elite pitcher. This year, he had not been nearly as elite pitching and missed his next to last start with what was called a dead arm. And then turns out he's got a partial tear of his UCL or at least a partial tear of his UCL. The ulnar collateral ligament, which of course is the one that they repair when you have Tommy John surgery. So, I, look, this has been, there's a lot of franchises that have suffered through bad years, bad seasons, bad decades. I would say in terms of bad months, you can't get a worse month than what's happened to the Angels. They're playing, after Mike Trout got hurt, they went through a long losing streak, then they figured it out, started winning some games. And after deciding to not trade Shohei Otani, Really, where the dam broke was they lost a four-game series, lost every game in a four-game series to the Mariners. And game one was they had their closers, had a good season, give up a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth inning, lose by two runs. The rest were, they were all games they should have won, rightfully should have won, and did not. And they've been in collapse mode since. They went two weeks without winning a game in August. It's been an abject, and even with Mike Trout back now, now you have the news of Shohei Otani. He will not pitch the rest of the year. So what was possibly looking like a dream comeback season, make the playoffs, and then hope Shohei decides to stay. Now this season feels like it's ending in nightmare fashion as they open up a three-game set with the Mets at City Field today. But what if there's this possibility that, because I don't know what Shohei Otani, no, what's Shohei Otani's value now? The working rumor in Los Angeles and in Major League Baseball was he's going to be a Dodger, right? He's going to be a Dodger. And the thought was if the Dodgers pay him 60 a year, you know, for 10 years, $600 million, that contract pays for itself. You're like, how? Well, the largest population of uh Japanese people in the United States in one city is in Los Angeles. Um, so between the English broadcast and the network that they own and run and between all the work that they will do in the Japanese community and in Japan, like it was like, you know, we'll, we'll overpay 60 million plus like he's the real deal. He's the modern day Babe Ruth and maybe even better. And oh yeah, by the way, he's still at least tracking on pace to compete with and maybe break 
the all-time home run mark. And by the way, the all-time home run mark is not Barry Bonds. It's, it's, this is the dumbest discussion anyone's ever had. Is that, Does your SAT score count when you cheated? No. So why would we, why would we count a home run record when, it was, when a guy was on steroids? You wouldn't. Right? It was Roger Maris, and then Roger Maris was passed by uh, Aaron Judge last year. So 62 is the number. And he could break that. But the number was supposedly in the 600 million variety. Well, okay, there's, there's two parts to it. First thing is, and this has been said previously, I think Dan Patrick said it this week. I've said it previously. I've heard Major League Baseball. The, the, the one downside to Shohei Otani is when he gets hurt, you don't just lose a position player. You lose a top-line starting pitcher. It's like, a yes, he can help you in both spots, but he can hurt you in both spots. Now, the Angels this year, they're going to keep moving forward with him just as a hitter. But what is the value of an elite hitter? And he may become far and away the best hitter in Major League Baseball if he doesn't ever pitch again. There is the possibility, maybe even likelihood, he doesn't pitch again. In order to pitch again, like he's going to have to have Tommy John surgery again. He's going to have to have it fixed. Going to have to go through rehab. And then, how good will he be is it worth it to go through all that when he's already a great hitter and I, I don't know about his level of competency in playing in the field. Sorry, throwing a baseball. not, But he was, he had all five tools. So I, I guess the way I look at it is this is an opportunity for the Angels. Because even though they held on to him and tried to show the old loyalty face, and you can sit there and say, hey, I know, I know we haven't made the playoffs with you on our roster. And how many times have you seen a box score, seen the highlights where Otani and Trout, you know, hit home runs, do great things, and they still lose? Right now, if you're Artie Miranda, you say, hey, look, whatever deal we propose to you, we're going to propose to you again. We don't care that you're injured. You're one of our guys. We want to see you rehab. We're here for you. We hope you come back and pitch. If you don't, you're still worth it to us. Music, you've been an Angel fan. Is that, a, is that a crazy way to look at it with, it's been a disastrous month. And they've, how many disastrous contracts have they had? <laughs> Several. But this, is one, but this is one of their own. And, you know, whether you want to say, I, it's, it's not altruism, it, but it is loyalty. If you say, hey, look, same deal that we proposed, still good. We still want you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could certainly see that being the Angels' game plan, and perhaps, to your point, it would be the best way forward, considering it seemed like it was signed, sealed, and delivered that he was walking out that door and heading to greener pastures where they could actually sustain significant wins and have meaningful games heading into September of the season, which Shohei Otani has not had since his time with the Angels. So, yeah, look, if you're Artie Moreno and the only thing you care about is keeping him in a new in a uniform then offering him the same deal regardless of circumstance and what we know about his elbow thus far is going to be your best shot at being able to achieve that for sure yeah i i think um i i think this is this is interesting to me as well is what if he doesn't resign with the angels if that doesn't what how do you structure a deal right how what is it what happens to his value I mean, I, you know, 
We've seen this with a lot of different guys in Major League Baseball where their values kind of fluctuate based upon the timing of everything. Ronald Acuna Jr., who might, might be the best player in the sport now um, or the best hitter in the sport, whatever. Um, he signed a deal and it's going to be, he's going to be wildly underpaid. Even now he's underpaid, but as he goes on in this contract, he's going to be wildly underpaid. But he took the money early and he's set. You know, then you look at, you know, the Padres and the move that they made to go out and get a guy who, uh, in Juan Soto, who's, you know, reportedly turned down $400 million from the Nationals. And Juan Soto has had a good second half of the year. He's now hit 24 home runs, scores 3.8. Now, he's a good young baseball player, okay? But, and his, his OBP is right at 400, but he doesn't steal a lot of bases. That's really valuable now in baseball. It's not like he's spectacular in the field. He doesn't have a great arm. That's really more valuable in baseball. The sport has changed some, even though he's the same guy and having a really good second half of the season. I don't think he'll ever see that $400 million. We could say the same thing about Shohei Otani. Like, what, is, what does he see? How much money do you pay him? Knowing he's an incredible hitter and there's the possibility that he only focuses on hitting and he's the best hitter in baseball. He's gigantic. He's fast. Um, if he plays in the field, he's a very good outfielder, takes good angles. But what, what's that value to you in comparison to, at 29 years old, in comparison to what the value was when he was the top-line pitcher as well? Tui proposed, and mostly because he's an Astro fan, which means he's one of the Cretans of the earth. I'm kidding, Tui. Sort of. Um, <laughs> you don't what if he kidding. never pitches again? Which is a distinct possibility. Like, what if he just shut, like, you can't do it? I mean, I just think that it's like, at this point, the way he's going, being a two-way player it's breaking down his body and he's 29 years old i mean what's wrong with being an amazing position player a triple crown candidate every year and and that's it and as you propose maybe being a spot pitcher here and there like i just don't see why that's why teams would force him or push him to still play um both ways at this point in his career after what he's gone through now uh i think and and part of it is I, I was reading, I was doing a bunch of reading last night and apparently the, the angels were the ones holding back his workload for a long time. And when he came to the angels, there was that, that's why they do the six man rotation to alleviate some of the workload. But Shohei Otani is the one who pushed to pitch more. And, um, you know, he's really behind the science of it and, re- and all that's great. But I'm with you. Like his body has said no go twice, and I don't know what that looks like. I, I don't know. We all also have this belief in our head, which is not doesn't really equate to the data that guys that have Tommy John surgery come back better than ever and then never re-injure themselves. Right? Isn't that do? Isn't that the working philosophy that we all have? I mean, when you when you hear a guy goes down with with Tommy John surgery, most of us think, all right, he'll be back in a year. He'll be back to his normal self in a year and a half. And in two years, he'll probably be better and he'll never hurt himself again. It's like we think they put in a bionic elbow. And the reality is that, yeah, a good percentage of guys are actually better. And a high, high percentage of them don't re-injure themselves. But he's the rare case where he has. 
Um, I would I would love to see the the data on is it the workload or is it the torque he puts on the elbow that you know and the 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 variety of pitches he throws is it the mechanics of his body like what is it but based upon results Greg you are correct is that my I mean how much more do we need to see that his body can't hold up to it than he's torn his UCLA not once but twice and we're talking all in the last five years. Yeah, my, point, n- my point was yeah. that he doesn't need to prove anything else to us. We know yeah. he can do it. He's he's shown us he can do it. Now it's just a yeah. matter of just let's extend your career and be, you know, one of the greatest players we've ever seen. Okay, and then for a Major League Baseball club, what is the value to getting a great, uh, a great position player or a great DH as opposed to getting the greatest two-way player in the history of the sport? Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Jared Smith joins us. Uh, he co-hosts Countdown to Kickoff along with Brian No and Rich Ornberger Saturday at 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time getting ready for college football. Jared's a gambling analyst, and I'm not sure if you're aware, but in many states you can legally put money on this stuff. You no longer, or you still can't call your guy. Uh, now you can do it legally. Um, Jared, I, Notre Dame and Navy jumped, off, uh, jumped out to me because uh, Notre Dame looks like an upgraded quarterback, but you lose your offensive coordinator, you replace him with a former tight ends coach. And then, you know, in, in a world of where everything changes, including Navy's head coach has changed. Mm. But the fact is they're not a transfer portal team, so they have some consistency. Am I crazy to think uh, Navy in the under seems like the play here? Oh, yeah, I, I really like the under. And, Doug, I think the biggest change when you're watching college football this year, the biggest rule change that's going to impact gambling, especially the totals, is the running clock after first downs. And I think it's going to impact a running team like Navy a lot more. Now, you mentioned the new head coach. Obviously, Ken Niamatololo has been there. Uh, he was there for like 15 years in college football years. That's like an eternity. They promote the defensive coordinator, Brian Newberry, to take over. So there is continuity there. And, Coach Newberry used to coach at Kennesaw State. He brought over the old Kennesaw State OC, who also ran an option offense, but they threw it a little bit more. I think Navy's going to be a little bit more pass-heavy this year, but frankly, they're very undermanned at the quarterback position. You're going to see two or three different guys. One's a good thrower. One's a good runner. So I think inconsistent, certainly, on the Navy offense. On the Notre Dame offense, I think Sam Hartman's going to be an upgrade, but he's used to running this slow-mesh system and we'll see exactly what Notre Dame wants to do this year with Jared Parker, and I think that might be a bit of a learning curve, too. Now, the one good thing, he has a fantastic offensive line in front of him, maybe perhaps the best two tackle bookends in the country. Joe Alt's going to be a a top-15 pick, and Blake Fisher on the other side. So he's got a really good running back room. I think the wide receiver group is a little bit subpar, but a great offensive line, great running game. On the other side, though, Navy can stop the run. If you go back and look at the box score from this game last year, they held Notre Dame to 66 yards rushing, 1.9 for carry. It was a really weird game. Notre Dame got off to this crazy start, 35 in the first half, and then they didn't score in the second half. They barely held on to win. They didn't cover the spread. The game did go over. But I like your angle here because I think up front, Navy can at least compete with Notre Dame in the first half, perhaps, and then once, thing wear, once things wear down in the second half, we'll see. But this game's also being played in Dublin, so weather, field conditions, all of those, all of those things a factor. I think we've seen this total drop. I think the under would be the way I would bet it. Okay. Uh, USC uh, and Caleb Williams, the defending uh, Heisman Trophy winner, 
They take on San Jose State. Brent Brennan's done a very good job at San Jose State. Uh, probably the best job he did, frankly, was COVID year, right? Where they were, they they couldn't even practice on campus at, like ever during the season. It was just a bizarre year, bizarre, bizarre year. Uh, obviously, not the case now. Um, Lincoln Riley's trying to remake his defense. The total sixty six and a half, and the last line I saw was 31, 31 mm. points. What do you like? Yeah, I think this feels like an over game, but the numbers just continue to go up and up. And uh, the bookmakers I talked to, you can't find anybody who is willing to bet an under and, and kind of stop this number from continuing to climb. I, I do think San Jose State's offense is going to move the football here. They've got pretty much their entire starting group back, including quarterback Cordero. You remember him from Hawaii, kind of a, a, an, an, an open gunslinger type quarterback. And I do think that's going to be the San Jose State vibe this year. If you are following around this Spartans team throughout the season, I, I would consider, consider betting the over most weeks. Uh, and, and you would imagine on the other side of the ball, it's the first game for USC. They've got a ton of important games on the horizon. Their defense was a disaster last year. They were outside the top 80 in almost every single statistical category that I look at, including the explosive pass uh, plays where they were really uh, poor. So I, I could see USC getting off to a fast start, and obviously that uh, offense is, is, is going to put up a ton of points. And I, I really could see San Jose State coming back, especially in the second half, um, and, and putting some points on the board as well. I think if you want a specific bet for this game, the San Jose State team total at 17.5 feels like a good bet to the over. Three touchdowns against the USC defense that, again, struggled last year, and you would expect a lot of garbage time late. The spread is 30 so second stringers, third stringers for the Trojans in the second half. I think Shevin Cordero and his offense should be able to put up three touchdowns in this game. All right. Uh, not this weekend, but we're coming up on Texas and Alabama. And as of now, Bama's a seven-point favorite at home. We don't know who the Alabama quarterback's going to be. Texas does. And by all accounts, Quentin Ewers looks way better in terms of his body. And he has a lot more experience. Doesn't this just scream, hey, if you can get in early, put money on the horns? Absolutely. And I, I think if, if you took Bryce Young off the field last year, <laughs> Texas wins that game uh, against Alabama. And I don't think there's any doubt about it in my mind. I think Bryce Young was kind of the stopping point to a lot of disasters unfolding for the Crimson Tide last year. That's how good he was. And, and I don't want to say that the expectations for Alabama are not sky high. The talent is there. It is always there. But the offensive coordinator is new. The defensive coordinator is new. The quarterback goes from the number one pick in the draft, arguably one of the smartest players we've seen come through the college football ranks in the last two decades, and now they have a bit of a conundrum there with what type of vibe fits best. Now, again, the talent is through the roof, and Texas has this way of screwing things up when, when the stakes are at, at their highest. But if you ask me the trajectory of both programs right now, I would say I'm a little bit neutral to bearish on Alabama where I'm a little bit more bullish on Texas. So I think this could be a changing of the tide type of game. It would be an early shot across the bow if Texas pulls off this win. And I think the trends of each program says it's possible, but it's really hard to doubt Alabama and Nick Saban because at the end of the day, they just keep reloading. They do. Uh, Last thing, Colorado, basically a whole new team. And they open up, what, next week against TCU, who played for national championship. And look, a lot of these teams have whole new teams, maybe not as much as as Colorado does. I think the question becomes, because of the impact that people think Dion's going to have in recruiting, does the TCU run it up on them? Do we get to the the teams run it up on them before before it, it clicks in Colorado? 
I, I agree. And I, frankly, I think the first five weeks of that schedule could be a really tough start. TCU, then Nebraska, which, of course, familiar with old school, you know, 90s, Big 12, that's a huge rivalry. Then they play in-state rival Colorado State. Then they go to Eugene to play Oregon. And then they play USC at home. I mean, 0-5 is staring them right in the face. And the volatility, I think, of that program right now is what scares me the most. I don't trust Deion Sanders to keep the ship steady when the adversity is striking because right now it's just it's a lot of highs and lows so the the talent is there i think eventually they will win some games but it could be a tough start in boulder uh for coach prime jared you're the best man can't wait to hear the show tomorrow thanks so much for joining us i appreciate you absolutely good luck this season Doug. hi let's talk about pro plan sport pro plan sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours so wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.